Um, this morning, our scripture comes from Galatians 3, 26 through 29. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Amen. Let us open up with a word of prayer. Oh God, we thank you so much for this Sunday morning and for gathering us once again to worship you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you this day. We pray all of these things in your name. Amen. It was lunch hour at Hoover Elementary, and today I was serendipitously seated across the table from David, my third grade crush. Anybody have a third grade crush or an elementary school crush? He had a handsome dark brown bowl cut, round brown eyes, and he wore a tracksuit because he was athletic. And my taco salad made with Frito-Lays, anybody had that taco salad made with Frito-Lays back in the day? My taco salad from the lunch cafeteria tasted especially delicious that day. But our pleasant lunch date was rudely interrupted when he asked me quite the question. As he stared at me from across the t lunch table, he asked, Helen, why are your eyes so small? I could barely swallow the hard shell of my taco. I knew the question was not polite, but I did not have any words of defense. In fact, I did not have any words at all. All I could feel was a wave of tears welling up inside of me. And that day I deeply felt a piercing longing to belong, a longing to fit in. I was one of two Asian Americans at Hoover Elementary located in the Quad Cities of Iowa. Anybody know where the Quad Cities of Iowa is? That's what I thought. <laughs> this is the region I was actually born in, in the Quad Cities. It's eastern Iowa. It kind of borders western um, Illinois. And um, in that day, David, my third grade crush, made me painfully aware that I did not belong. Have you ever longed to belong? Have you ever longed to belong? Have you ever wondered and wrestled with questions of belonging? Amen? Have you ever been on a quest for identity? Perhaps you have because like me, you know what it means to be one of the few yellow, brown, or black faces in a primarily white community. Or maybe you know what it means to feel different or like an outsider for other reasons. You grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, or you weren't as athletic as the other boys, or you learned that your parents wanted a boy instead of you, a girl. Or you grew up in a community 
where you could only be straight, but you were queer. Or maybe you know what it means to have that longing for belonging simply because you're human. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you do know what it means to have that longing for belonging, then it turns out you're not alone. Centuries ago, even in the ancient context, a community of people, a people called the Galatians, also struggled with this very human longing to belong. The Galatians were one of the early Jesus followers, one of the first communities in Christ, and they were struggling with what it meant to be followers of Jesus. For up until this point, the chosen children of God were the Jews, not the Gentiles. The Galatians were Gentiles and they were traditionally outsiders when it came to the family of Yahweh. And they did not have the traditional marks of membership in at least two significant ways. First, they were not circumcised, and second, they did not obey the law of Moses. The Galatians might have wondered, how could Gentiles, outsiders like us, become children of God? How could we be included? How could we belong if we don't look or act the part? And a group of teachers began to dig into these insecurities, teaching them that to be part of God's family, they had to change who they were. These teachers persuaded them, if you want to have a seat at our table, be like us, conform to our bodies, be circumcised and obey the law of Moses. The Galatians were outsiders, and so they were eager to fit in. They were eager to manufacture the outward signs of belonging to the family of God. And so the Galatians began to take out their knives and cut the foreskin off the males to conform to bodies that belong. But the Apostle Paul, a Jew himself, was alarmed. How could these teachers convince his beloved Galatians that they would have to change who they are to belong. So he writes to the Galatians. He writes a very passionate letter, one of the most emotive of all of his letters, a letter of love for those who know what it means to be on the outside, for those who have longed to belong. He writes, In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. There is no longer Jew or Gentile. You are a member of God's family through Christ, not through conformity. You are accepted by faith, not by adorning false identities. In Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. There is no longer Jew or Gentile. Amen? We are members of God's family through Christ, not through conformity. We are accepted by faith, not by adorning false identities. Amen? Amen. Paul calls the Galatians to rest in their identity in Christ, to put down the knives they've used to mold their bodies to belong. 
to let go of the burden of perfectly observing every ritual and every command to get okay with God. Paul calls the Galatians to rest assured that they do not need to work for their acceptance, that they do not need to manufacture their identities, that the outward signs of membership are impotent in light of the unconditional acceptance that Christ offers at all times, in all places, and certainly to all categories of people. Amen? Amen. Simply by trusting that we do belong to Christ, that Christ belongs to us, the scriptures tell us that we are heirs to an everlasting inheritance as children of God. For indeed, Atlanta, first in Christ Jesus, we are all children of God through faith, And in our community, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, no longer white or black, yellow or brown, for we are all one in Christ. We are accepted by faith, not by adorning false identities. Our identity in Christ unites us as a community. Amen? Amen. Now, you might say this all sounds good. We are united as a community through our faith in Christ. We can be united through our shared spiritual identities. But the irony is, our flesh remains. I am just as Korean American as I was yesterday. My eyes are in fact as almond shaped, my hair just as black as it was yesterday. Is Paul really asking me to ignore my very real, earthly, everyday experiences in this body? How could there really be no Jew or Gentile? Given the racialized violence in the US today and how polarized the racial dialogue has been in our nation. I can't stop but ask the Apostle Paul, is there really no Jew or Gentile? According to a study released by the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at California State University, San Bernardino, hate crimes against Asian Americans spiked 149% between 2019 and 2020. Can you believe that? Especially in the context of the global COVID-19 pandemic. Especially as U.S. leaders like then-President Donald Trump called COVID-19 the China virus. Do you remember him saying that? He was drawing upon stereotypes about Asian Americans, people who look like me, deeming them a dangerous yellow peril. These stereotypes date back to the late 19th century when the Chinese were banned from immigrating to the US because of these racialized accusations of contagion and disease. As the American Academy of Religion stated in 2021, people of Asian descent have been, quote, terrorized by the prospects of being 
verbally harassed, shunned, punched, kicked, spat upon, stabbed, or shot. The group Stop AAPI Hate, co-founded by one of my co-authors, sociologist Russell Jung, cataloged nearly 3,800 hateful incidents during the first year of the pandemic. As Jung and other scholars like my colleague, historian Melissa Borhal, have shown, women have been particularly targeted, with an estimated 61 to 68% of these acts of violence in 2020 alone targeting women of Asian descent. Were you familiar with this, with this data, with these statistics? When I look back at these numbers, I'm so alarmed. Right? How, could this, how could this be real? And yet, so many scholars are showing us that even the, this data, these official reports alone, are just a fraction of such incidents. How could there really be no Jew or Gentile? Apostle Paul, what did you have in mind when you declared for the people at Galatia and to us today that there is no longer Jew or Gentile? What do we do with your words for such a time as this when it seems so much like there is both Jew and Gentile, both black and white, yellow and brown? These questions have been on my mind, especially as we came up on the second anniversary of the Atlanta spa shootings of March 16, 2021, right here in our neighborhood. As you know, on that day, a Christian man murdered eight people, including six women of Asian descent, right here in our neighborhood. You all remember when that happened two years ago? When this tragedy sent our nation into chaos, and specifically the Asian and Asian American community into a deep state of chaos, as well as a stronger sense of solidarity. At that time at my school, we had already been planning an event to address anti-Asian racism led by my colleague, theologian, Dr. Kwok Pulan. And during that event, my colleague, Dr. Roger Nam, a scholar of the Hebrew Bible, underscored a New York Times op-ed by, written by a Presbyterian pastor, uh, Marie Mihi Kimcourt. And Kimcourt underscored the importance of undoing toxic theologies, which have undergirded a church and society bent toward perpetuating kind of racialized sexism and violence the kind that we had witnessed during the Atlanta spa shootings in 2021. When I think about such tragedies, it feels like we are still very much a wayward and wandering people, assessing membership into true human and godly family through the marks of the flesh, valuing certain bodies over others, claiming that certain bodies belong and others do not, allowing access to that land of flowing with milk and honey to some people, but not to others. It feels so much like there is both Jew and Gentile, black and white, yellow and brown. 
with the mystery of Christ's life, death, and life after death. Membership into the family of God opened to both Jews and Gentiles. This is the good news of the gospel. Amen? Amen. With new standards and new marks of membership. Paul sees that these false teachers are pressuring the Galatians to belong by denying them of their Gentile heritage. And this is what riles up the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Galatians. And so often today, it does feel as if we're still perennially learning that lesson taught so fiercely by the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Galatians. Yet, the good news, the good news is, the good news of the gospel is that when Paul says there is no longer Jew or Gentile, he's not asking us, he's not asking the Galatians to get rid of their heritage, their identities, their backgrounds, their real everyday experiences in the flesh. He's not asking any of them, any of us, to get rid of those experiences, to get rid of that, those backgrounds, those identities, that heritage. Instead, he's calling us to very much acknowledge our ancestries. To very much, amen? To acknowledge our racialized experiences, to acknowledge our everyday earthly experiences here in these particular bodies. Apostle Paul called the Galatians to do so. Apostle Paul continues to call us to do so. In this text, he gives our heritages, our backgrounds, our experiences, power by naming them Jew and Gentile, by seeing them Jew and Gentile, by calling them out, not by remaining blind to them. He says, bring your Gentile heritage and I will show you how you also belong to the Jewish heritage, to the children of God. You are both Jew and Gentile. Amen? Amen. You are both Jew and Gentile. You are both Korean and in Christ. You are both Asian American and a child of God. Amen? You are both black and in Christ. You are both queer and a child of God. You get to bring it all. God calls us to bring it all. Paul calls us to be a community in Christ in all of who we are, in all of our diversity. By imitating Christ's radical acceptance of us, in all of who we are. Amen? Not by forgetting all of our distinctions, but by radically embracing the sacred uniqueness that we each bring to the table. Amen? God calls us to bring our sacred uniqueness to our community and calls us each to embrace that of each other. So my question today is, do we really see each other? Do we see each other in all of who we are? Are we getting to know each other 
and our backgrounds, our experiences, our everyday experiences here in this flesh? Or do we hide behind our comforts and fears? Ever since the beginning of the Jesus movement, there were people who wanted to change their earthly identities and pressured others to change who they were to gain their spiritual inheritance. But Paul calls that out as a lie. Instead, Paul writes a letter of love, calling the Galatians to be all of who they are, to be holy Galatian, so they could be holy in Christ. Amen? And I wonder if God is also calling us as a community to just that kind of radical acceptance, to celebrate all of who we are in all of our sacred distinctions. Amen? Amen. For we are both Jew and Gentile, black and yellow in Christ. Amen? God boldly calls us to be all of who we are in Christ and calls us to be a church, to build a city, to build a world that embraces our neighbor in all of her sacred and wonderful difference. Amen. Amen. God calls us to be all of who we are, to bring all of who we are to this church and calls us to embrace each other for all of who we are. Amen. 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 Let us close with a word of prayer. Dear God, we thank you for your word and for the words of Apostle Paul. May we be a people who strive for love, justice, and peace, a community that fosters radical belonging in Christ. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.